What up, everybody? This is B. Mitchell, B. Mitchell Finley. JP is out on a golf trip, enjoying our guy, C.J. Johnson. It's on his, uh, I guess his bachelor party trip. They're going golf as they get set up and get ready for C.J. to tie the knot. But we're going to have a good show for you today. At uh, 1130, we'll be joined by Leslie Shepard. Get his take on the hiring of Eric Bieniemy because I hadn't talked to Shep in a while about that. Also, all the stuff that's going on surrounding this uh, the local football team where Leslie is from here. He's a native, and I want to find out exactly what's his thought process. At 12.30, Wes Hall will join us. And um, today, you know, every day we come here, we try to put together a show, and we want to put together a show based off of our thought process of what the fan think, what the fans think, what you want to hear, what you want to hear discussed, what you want to discuss. And a lot of times we never really uh, include you all in coming up with that decision. Well, today we're going to go. Uh, it's going to be Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday today. Vodka Red Bull Friday is presented by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka Maryland is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. So today what we're going to do is have phone calls open all day. So, Jeff, I need you to pay attention. This is Open Call Friday, which means that they will be calling at any time. It's not going to be just setting up uh, setting up a call segment. They may be calling at any time, and this is the thing about it. We've had a lot of information coming out over the last few weeks, months, years, okay? Now we're at a point where we had Eric Bieniemy being hired last week and that was, I think, it was one of the highest peaks I've felt in this town in a very, very long time. But since then, we've had the report card thing pop up from the NFLPA. We had the wanting to be indemnified pop up the article with the Washington Post about Dan Snyder. We had uh, Van Nader's thing pops up also talking about how much some of the criminal activity that may have happened with Dan. We've been hearing all this stuff and the possibility of the sale. But what I want to know from you all, and the phone lines are open all day, and I mean, this is the respect that we have to give you because, hell, you turn up, you tune in to us every day, and we want to hear exactly what you're thinking so we can cater these shows to what you want to hear. 800-636-1067. All day, every day, when you got a thought, you call in. And I want to know from a lot of people. So we have... A lot of different things that we want to get to. Let me get to this thing, trying to find this read here. Uh, bam. The 58 Foundation Waterproofing. 58 Foundation and Waterproofing Poll of the Day. This is something I want to know from a lot of people. We had a conversation yesterday with our uh, program manager, CK. And also I heard Grant and Danny do a lot of stuff on this yesterday. And I want to know from you all. We, we put a poll out on B. Mitchell Finley. Also, I retweeted it. On my account, JP retweeted it on his account. And a simple question, do you care what is in the Mary Jo Wright report? I've heard a lot of people so far say, yes, they care. At this point now, 65%. All right, we've had 327 votes. We just put it up. And uh, 65% says, yes, they care. 35% say no. As I talk to people, people say, if he sells the team, I don't care what's in the reports. For me, I've been thinking about this thing a long time. And my thought process is when it first popped up, I felt that there was no way in hell that those other owners would ever vote out somebody. 
But I believe at this point, the mere fact that things are starting to pop up, like damn near monthly or bi-monthly, every two months, we're starting to hear something. And I think when it starts to get to points where money was being taken away from people or being kept from people, when it start being like when the threats start re- popping up against other uh, people, other owners, I mean, I think at that point people started to realize. I started to realize that they're not letting that happen. You got a bunch of these guys who've been lifers when it comes down to the NFL as being owners. You think they're gonna let somebody roll in and just disrupt all that? And I, I felt this, the 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 gangster way that I heard some comments coming out. And a lot of times the commanders put out something saying, that's not true. They say that about everything. But we see in every little article that pop up, there was always some factual stuff there. So when they say that is categorically not true, what are they saying? Are they talking about one statement in there? Are they saying the whole thing? Because I, I, I can't believe that some of these reporters who I've known for years, they covered me, some of them, that they will go out there and just put a bunch of BS out there. So I cannot buy that at all, and I now am in the of the thought set of the mindset that this thing is going to come to a head. This thing is about to come to an end, and I don't know if it's going to be that the sale just goes through because we, if we believe and we start to take in some of the stuff about the debt, you know, we could say they could sell a team for six billion, five billion, whatever. But if you got one billion in debt, that's a hit. That's a hit to any damn body. I don't care how much money you have. You got a billion-dollar hit. That's going to be a hell of a hit. So for me now, I believe it's about to come to a head. One way or another, it's going to be that they're going to sell or these owners are to the point now where they now understand that we have to make a move or we could be setting ourselves up. But I think also Roger Goodell, he might be a little bit, he should be worried a little bit here. Because Roger Goodell has been complicit in all this. He sat there. He signed on. He allowed a lot of stuff to happen. And I believe, if I could go based on how we've been hearing things lately, that's going to be an argument that Dan is going to use. Well, hey, he knew about it. So if he knew about it, I think a lot of these owners that have been having problems with Dan and, and, and Roger for a while, I mean, the, the the owners that had a problem with Roger, this is going to be their way of trying to work him because a lot of those guys want to get him out of there and they don't want to be spending that amount of money. He makes about $50 million a year, maybe a little bit more, and they damn sure don't want to keep dealing with that. But we, as I said, open lines all day today, 800-636-1067. I'm going straight to the phone line right now, and we're going to start off in Virginia. Let's go to Kenny. Kenny, what's going on, man? How you doing? doing, sir? How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I got well. a question. That, that's good. That's good. I got a question to ask you. Yeah. You know how some of these, NFL, you know how some of these players got these contracts, right? Yep. Why is it that when they want a bigger contract, they franchise tag these players? Why they do that? Why the owners do that? Just, well, it seems like they work like a slavery. Well, it, Let it, me go. The thing about it is this, man. The, 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 ahead, the franchise tag was put in place to be just like the NFL, I mean the NBA was. You remember the NBA had they had that that uh, deal where they can keep their certain players, like they, they okay. like Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and all that. You can pay them whatever to keep them. So the franchise tag was put in place for that. 
I was on the union when that happened. I'm going to franchise. But, but the owners, the owners have gone now and taken the franchise tag as a way to, I'm going to just say straight up, to screw guys. When they see a guy is worth a certain amount, like like in the, in the, in the case of the, of um, Deron uh, Payne, Deron right now is being offered the franchise tag at $18.9 million. And I hear everybody saying, well, damn, he needs more. I would just say this here. Stop com- stop talking about other people's money. Because if the man can garner $22 million on the open market, what the hell do you think he want to do? He want to get $22 million. So they use it right. as a they use it as like a, a punishment to guys. Because okay. ultimately we can see on this football team, every time we use the franchise tag, we lost the player eventually. So if you're not right. signing them to a long term deal, trade him. That's all you can do. Trade him and move forward. Right. Because no longer are they going to be able to, you know, I think eventually that's going to be discussed again. That franchise tag will be discussed. And I would recommend to every player in the, in the union now and the union, get rid of it because it's a bunch of BS because it's, it's, it's stopping guys from getting what they should be getting and what they deserve based on the open market. Thank you, sir. All right, bro. That's good to hear. Appreciate your call, bro. All right, man. No, sir. Gotcha. All right, let's go to my man, Jupe. Jupe, you got a new new car smell feeling? What's going on with that, Jupe? Yes, sir. You already know all this news coming out about Dan Snyder. It's it's not a question no more. Dan getting up out of there, man. So, like, you know, you buy a new car, you get that new car smell. I'm already smelling that new owner smell. And then I got a song, that old Wizard of Oz song. What is it? Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. I'm going to be singing that as soon as Dan Snyder sells. Ding Dong, Dan Snyder's gone. Let me ask you this question, though. Okay, so so we put the, uh, the, 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 the question, the poll of the day question out there. And uh, we basically uh-huh. are asking you uh, and asking everybody, basically, like, you know, do you care? Like the Mary Joe White poll, uh, rep- report has not come out yet. And my right. question would be, when that thing finally comes out, like, I think the assumption is that everyone thinks that her report is going to be a smoking gun type of report where this is going to make mm-hmm. the end. I believe we already there. I don't think that report yeah. is going to make one bit of difference, but just put an exclamation point on what they've already decided. So do you care what's in the report or not? I don't really care. It's, I, I, where, how I'm viewing it is I feel like it's the league leaking out little things. Because if you remember, uh, I think the a report came out that Dan said he didn't want to sell for no less than six Six mil, right? Uh-huh. Uh, six billion. <clears throat> and then right after that came out about the whole stuff about the uh, – the uh, loan he took out. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of a coincidence. Like, it's like the league is like, you better go in. We're going to keep leaking stuff. So regardless of Dan try to play around and not sell, the league's going to step in and vote him out. It's, it's, it doesn't matter what Dan Snyder does. They league, He's getting up out of here. Point blank period. All right, man. Appreciate you. I think right. the, the no same problem. has always been no one player is bigger than the team. And I think right now that's the mindset that these owners have, that no one owner is bigger than the rest of the owners. And when one owner begins to cost them money and make them have headaches constantly and bring them embarrassment on a certain basis, they're going to get rid of them. Let's be real. There are other owners that have done things. Kraft, Jones, the the guy that owns the damn Cleveland Browns, Ursay, they've done stuff. But they've done it, and then things never happen again, or they just stopped doing it, or things disappeared. But 
it's like for the last, I guarantee you, at least five years, it's been like every five to six months we hear something new. And things were happening prior to that. And I think they're at a point now where if we don't stop it now, we'll never be able to stop it. And I think that when I kept hearing the thing about it takes 24 votes to get somebody out, I didn't believe that they had it at first. But from different people I've heard, purposely they were telling me, and people that I've been walking by, and, you know, when you hear them talking about a certain thing, you stop and you kind of lean their way. You know, you put that gangster lean on it and you're trying to find out what they're discussing. Those 24 votes probably are there. They are probably there already, and they don't want to do it because they don't want to be able, they don't want to do something like that because although they're getting rid of somebody they think is a problem to them, it makes them look bad that they did not understand it or they allowed that to happen for so long. So we're going to find out. We'll see what happens when this thing breaks down. But let's go to North Carolina and uh, check out Earl. Earl is just wondering why the hell it's taking so long. What's up, Earl? How you doing, man? Hey, how you been doing, man? Been I'm, being, I'm blessed today. I hope you're blessed as well. Yes, sir. Uh, quick question. Yeah, two questions just for you because I know you played the game. You played the game at a high level. Um, which one, which offensive lineman would you prefer? Obviously, I prefer a left tackle, but which one specifically would you prefer? That's one question. And then number two, what is taking them so long to get rid of a lot of this dead weight, these underperforming contracts that we had last year, i.e. Leno, uh, i.e. Uh, Norwell, uh, you know, a few other ones as well. So I'm just trying to figure out what is, well, what is he waiting on. And then he signs Mayo. Mayo is slow as the Matrix. He runs like the Matrix. The guy is slow. Why would you sign Mayo? But see, this is the thing about it. Like, I, I would rather a left tackle, okay? I think you, because yeah. when you get a left tackle, you have a guy that can solidify that position. You don't have to worry about helping him. And now you can start to figure out how to, you know, how to cater your blocking to other sides to help him out. But the, a lot of these contracts, like signing Mayo back, they can – Mayo is probably signing the contract that they release him. He don't get paid any money. They're not going to lose anything. But okay. they need to have people in place, and that's what they try mm-hmm. and do. So they try to sign up people, and as they begin to get better people, they let them go. Right now, you can't let Leno go until you get somebody better than Leno. You get okay, what I'm saying? Gotcha. So you want to okay. hold on to him. Uh, the thing with Carson Wentz, they had to wait to a certain point. As soon as they got to that point, he was out of here. But I, okay. I, I really believe that they're going to address this offensive line. You can't sit yeah. here and act like you want to move forward uh, with the with Eric Bieniemy and things like that, and don't address the offensive line. We can have Absolutely. all the skill positions we want. If that O line is not good enough, it's not going to work. Point blank. Exactly. All right. Thank all right, you. Earl. All right, Appreciate man. you, brother. All right. We're having open line Friday all day today, and uh, let's jump on the phone lines. And now, who? Josh in Houston wants to talk about Ron Rivera. What's up, Josh? How you doing, brother? What's going on? I'm doing well, B-Mitch. I'm good. Now listen, I never really hear anybody talking about Rivera's last year, right? The man, you know, beat cancer, his mom passing away. I feel like this could be his last year, and, and maybe the enemy and, and the upper management talk during their interview process, and, and if the enemy does well, he gets that push-up to the head coach and one Rivera, you know, once he kind of steps down. Um, I don't really hear anybody talking about that possibility. What do you well, think about that? I, I, I think it's not his last year, though. I mean, it could oh, be his not. last oh. year. He has, like, uh, this is fourth year of the contract, and I think the contract was like six, maybe seven years. Uh, oh, wow. I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think Ron has any plans of stepping aside. I think if that's mm. going to happen, it's going to have to be somebody mm. moving and decide to move him aside. But Eric Bieniemy, I think, chose this team because they do, I and mean, he made the comment, that look at the talent on his team. People laughed at it. He's right. 
There's a bunch of talent. Right. All the receivers are good. The running backs are damn good. You do have legitimate tight ends. You got to get a better offensive line. The defense proven what they have. They have enough people there. But you have to improve, and I think he chose this because if he succeeds here, then all the lies we've been hearing about he don't interview well, this, that, and the other, those things are thrown out the window. He's proven what he can do in this situation. And if that happens, he'll move forward. But I don't know uh, if Ron planning on stepping down. But, you know, and then listen, my heart goes out to anybody that loses any loved one, have to fight sure. any type of illness. But you know what? Yeah. It's a lot of people that have to do That's not the first time that happened. You know, and, and, and just like in any other job, you're going to have to still live up to what your job description is. And yeah, at this point, he hasn't lived up to it. Right, right. Yeah. All right, thank you for taking my call. All right, bro, appreciate you. You know, it's like, look, man, uh, I tell people the story all the time. My first year, got drafted in April, and from April to, to February, I lost six family members. Nobody sat there and wanted to show any kind of, make an excuse for me or like, oh, we're going to let him not worry about it now. I lost grandmother, grandmother, grandfather, aunt, dad, and brother. So, you know, it, people don't just because some have, hey, it ha- things happen to everybody in every walk of life, every day, and, and uh, you still got to find a way to fight through it. We're going to take a break, but make sure you understand we will be taking your phone calls all day, open line Friday, 800 636 1067. This is a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. And B. Mr. Finley is also presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Logan is against saying point. I realize that. Nah, it's all good. I think Logan did a good job with that anyway. But this is B. Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. It's Friday. We decided to open the phone lines. To find out what you all are thinking. You know, and, and by thinking about that, we did have a poll of the day, the 58 Foundation and Waterproofing Poll of the Day. Do you care what's in the Mary Joe White report? Now, someone on uh, Twitter, I guess they weren't, they didn't read what we wrote. So the guy was trying to say that, you know, the women who, who were most hurt by Snyder and his crony want the report to be released. I don't think the thing says anything about not releasing the report. And I truly believe that the Mary Jo White report, if it's released as they stated, it will basically, in essence, be a lot of what the hell was in the Bet Wilkinson report because that was not released, okay? And I think, like, a lot of people now are saying they hadn't been talked to. Why do they have to talk to you again? You already said what you had to say to Bet Wilkinson. And I think the next person that comes along, if they are smart, they don't have to start from, uh, like like your, your your mom and dad always tell you, you know what, you don't need to go through all this trouble. I already been through the, 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 the mistake. I made the mistakes you're going to make. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. So why do I have to go back and talk to people that Beth already talked to if they have information? That, that may not be an actual written report, but there's some sticky notes all over the place. There's some little uh, notes that were kept, and I'm sure if the next person comes along that has any type of law background, they're asking for all of that. And if they see something that has not fit, then they will probably go talk to somebody. But if I already listened to what you said and I know what you said and you're not going to say anything else, then why do I have to talk to you again? Some of the people have enough incriminating stuff to where they don't want to talk to them anymore anyway. 
And they have other circumstances that may make them want to say something different because they got relatives that may pop up in the thing. So nobody really cares about if the report is different, but guess what it, this, this report is supposed to be? It's supposed to be released. So if you reread the poll, we want it released. But the question is, do you really care? Because I think most people only care about if there's something detrimental enough to get Snyder out. That's all they care about. But if that happens, then I think at that point, many people don't, they won't have a wonder anymore. And that may not be what a lot of people want to hear, but the whole thing has been since everything started to pop up was, will it be something to get him to sell the team? And I think that's what the biggest concern is because even the ladies that were harmed, they want, some type of punishment or recourse. And if he had to sell the team, I think they would be happy as hell with that uh, that happening too. So it's not about release. It's about do you care? Two totally different words. All right, let's go back to the phone lines, 800-636-1067. Open line Friday. And let's go to my buddy, Reb T. What's up, Reb? How you doing, brother? Oh, man, B-Mitch, man, brother Jeff, man. Is Landfield back there in the background? So oh, man, yeah, happy, he there. Man, happy Friday to y'all in my 106.7 family. Uh, 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 happy Friday to my D.C. Defenders family. Hey, B-Mitch, Yo. chills up. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, that's the N2-0, <laughs> and they, they ready to go. Sunday, uh, when that's at the 1 o'clock hour, we going to hit them with that red and white power. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be there clearing the atmosphere. But, but what I really call uh, 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 the day about since it's open a uh, 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 phone line Friday is Big Tony, Big Tony Harley. I, I woke up this morning and I saw a post with Big Tony in the hospital gown. And, and the first thing that came to my mind, B-Miss, I said, oh, Lord, one of them did then then whip the hell out of Tony up in them woods and it, and I guess I said, Oh my friend. And but but then I, I said, hey, well no, maybe that ain't it. Big Tony don't like to be in no hospital gown showing them chicken legs to nobody. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And, and, and so at the, so at the end of the day though, we be missed whatever the cause and the reason is, Big Tony might be up in the hospital right now. I want to lift my brother up. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Y'all see, what y'all don't know is, on the, on the outside, me and Big Tony, if you would know the history of S-Talk on 980, it, it may seem like me and Tony enemies. But at the end of the day, though, be mentioned, you know this, Tony is a real good friend of mine. You know what I'm saying? More than people might know. So I just want to uplift Big Tony Harley, and I just want to uplift his chicken legs right now and hope that he be all right. Is that all right on a Friday? That's good, brother. Believe, baby. Y'all know who this is. Say it with me. The People's Hype Man at DC Hype Man. Believe, baby. Big Tony, we love you, Bamba. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Hey. And also, let's remember this. Let's put prayers out for Big Tony. Big Tony is my dog, too. Come over to the house. I always want to try to sit up a stand and try to shoot my the turkey and the and the deer in my yard. You know, that's what he always trying to do, but I won't let him do it because it's in the neighborhood, and we can't be firing no guns in the neighborhood like that, Tony. But, you know, today is also Employee Appreciation Day. So if you got great employees, make sure you show them that you appreciate them for everybody out there. I think I got some food coming for these couple little dudes over here. You know, we're going to figure that out. Uh, one dude, you landfill, not the other guy. The other guy came late today. 
the last two days he was after me. I just told him that. So he can't get anything. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 800-636-1067. Open line Friday. We It's a Scotty Red, Vodka Red Bull Friday, and there's an open line Friday. If you've been drinking a lot of Scotties, don't call in and say something wrong. That's all I'm going to say. Let's go to Larry in Silver Spring. What's up, Larry? How you doing, man? What up, B. Mitch? How you doing today? Doing good, brother. How you feeling? All right, all right. So tell me what you think about the top three things that New Orleans has to do when he comes in. All right. Improve facilities, stadium, and the fan experience. What you think? I think all three of those things are vital, you know? <laughs> and I think before that, they may want to try and put people in the right positions in the right places to where you don't have one person trying to do too much. You know, but I think if you if you, you need to make sure the fan experience is damn sure there uh, because I, I was talking about this yesterday about, like, even – when you have when you build your facility, make it to a point where your guys want to hang around it, just like at a, at, a, at a country club. You know, when you build your stadium, you know you can't have all the issues that's been happening. And yes, the stadium is old, but if you do the upkeep, it's just like if you have your house. If you don't do upkeep on your house and you don't do your little different things you need to do, things will go wrong. But if you paint ever so often, you know you make sure you check things out ever so often, then you won't have those issues. So I just feel that a new owner comes in, needs to work on all that stuff, but you also need to make sure that your team is ran like a professional football team is ran and everything goes in that direction. Because I've always felt that when you try to do something that's not normally how it's done, it doesn't work normally, point blank. You know, we try to approach that doesn't seem to consistently work, and if it ain't going to work, go back to the old way, but make sure you hire the right business mind football business mind to come in and get this thing working in the right direction. Let's go to Telly in D.C. What's up, Telly? How you doing, brother? Hey, what's, the what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. How you doing? Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm loving life. Bless, man. Bless. Man, I just got to say, man, um, to answer your question about do I care, Nah, hell no, nah, I don't care. I don't care about none of this noise, man. That's all it is to me, noise. I don't care about none of it. I remember, see, a lot, a lot of these people wasn't even born, especially new, new Commander fans and, and a lot of old Redskins fans. They got short memories that they just forgot. But I remember, you know, when, when, when Junior took over the team, Jack Kent Junior took over the team, Man, this this team, this team that 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 was like the 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 start of the mind. I mean, Pettybone took over, started getting rid of the, the the vets from the Super Bowl team. You know, got rid of you and uh, you know, and all the vets was complaining. Uh, even when when Marty, it's funny how people just just got short memories about the whole Marty situation, but it, it was a reason why he was dro- drove out of here. But you know, when when before. Uh, Dan took over, you know, everybody wanted a new 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 owner and everything, and everybody was excited when Dan took over. And it's funny because, like, the same fans that's, that's, that's wanting him out of here, I remember a lot of these same fans was, was – was going was was rooting for everything that he was doing because Dan was thinking that like a fan. But you act uh, you act uh, like they can't change their mind. I mean that that was the beginning because people wanted something new. And Jack, I mean John was going to sell the team, so somebody rose in new and and the, the the whole mindset was that he was a big fan of the team. 
and and he always cheered for the team. I'll ask you a question. Since he's taken right. over, does he seem like he was a fan of the team? Yes, he has. He has? Because he, has. he was buying every player with a name that made him right. seem like he was he a fan of the no, team? Exactly. Okay, so exactly. you go get Bruce Smith when he's already on his last leg in the league. Dion on his last leg. Mark Carrier couldn't even play anymore. And Jeff George was a piece of crap. Almost said the real thing. Yeah. So that makes it like a fan. Fans want the people when they're in their prime, not when they be beyond their prime. So that, that, that doesn't seem like a fan to me. And I think player, I think fans have a right to change their mind if they see you not doing it well. So what you're saying in the beginning, yes, guys were excited. People were excited. I remember being asked by Carl Swanson and Dan, what are you telling the guys about the new ownership? I said, I ain't telling them nothing. I'm telling them you better make sure you can play ball because you can play, they keep you. If you can't play, they'll get rid of you. What if I was supposed to tell my line and say, oh, yeah, you're great? I didn't know a damn thing about him. So what happens is you get you get that little that little point when you first get married. You know, people always say it's great the first few uh, months or so. But when you start hitting that year one, two, three, you get by year seven, you're okay. But you do have that little period where things are always great until you start showing what you're really about. Then people get the real perception of what's going on, and that's when their real mindset starts to pop in, and that's what happened in this situation. So they don't have a, I don't hey. think they have, I don't think they are wrong for voicing their displeasure. I don't, I don't think they're wrong, but but it, it ain't like it, it ain't like a lot of the fans ain't contribute to to the things that was going on. Yeah, but, I mean, but if, the, if, the thing if, about it if, is the fans support it. Okay, people love football; they're gonna always support it. But ultimately, if you own the team, you have to make the decisions and do the right things. A lot of stuff that's transpiring, a lot of reports that come out in these reports, fans they have a damn thing to do with those things. You know, stuff that was going on in airplanes and in buildings and this, that. The fans don't have anything to do with that. And again, I don't care about none of, none of that. I only care about the football aspect. My my biggest problem with Dan is he ain't, he ain't hired the right people and put the right people in place. And then when he did hire the people that we thought was good, he ain't get rid of them fast enough. That's my issue. But my, my problem is, is when – when when people start personally attacking, like you actually know the cat, but you the same you same you the same person that was that was uh, along with everything that he was doing. All but the, the thing about it is, he was making. people we just like you get married to a woman and you love her because you believe everything she told you, but the moment you find out she's been lying to you, you don't support that anymore. But guess what? You were all for it before, weren't you? But then when it go, when something clicks, it changes. And I think this is what's happening in the same situation. A lot of people were happy and were believing. When they found out what they were believing and what they're being told wasn't the truth, they changed their mind. Appreciate your call, dog. (laughs) Thank you, man. All right. We're going to take a break here. Make sure if you're on the phone line, stay there. We'll be coming back. 800-636-1067. Whatever you want to talk about today, we're going to talk about it. But remember, we have Leslie Shepard coming up at 1130. Wes Hall will join us at 1230. And we get asked B. Mitch anything. Like I'm talking about myself in uh, third person, but that's what it says on the paper. So you get to ask me anything at 1 o'clock. I guess we do an ask B. Mitch anything the whole damn show. In a sense, that's what it seems like. B. Mitch and Philly, 106.7 The Fan. We'll be back. When I wake up in the morning, love. Sunlight hurts my eyes. B. Mitch and Philly, 106.7 The Fan. 
Vodka Red Bull Friday is powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. We're taking your phone calls today. It's open line Friday all day today. We will have a couple breaks where we go to different people. Leslie Shepard and also Wes Hall will join us. But we're going to continue on with the phone calls, 800-636-1067. Y'all change this thing to green. I can't read it now. Mike, Commander's long, long-term plan. What's up, Mike? How you doing, brother? Doing all right, Brian. Mike and Manassas. Been since, yeah. Um, been a while since we talked. I'm, I'm the guy who uh, used to manage at J.P. Manhattan's a while back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember that club, Big Redskin Hangout. But anyway, um, I was watching – I don't know if you've been watching any of the, uh, of the Combine, but, I was, but they had an interview with the um, owner of the uh, – the GM of the Eagles. Uh-huh. And they were talking to him, and I didn't realize these guys just got out of the Super Bowl, and they have two first-round draft choices this year. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't think we even plan for more than, you know, the, the coming season, which which really bothers me. And I've said for a while that we won't – that we're going to be behind the eight ball unless till we get a really good GM. But that be, being here or there – I have a question for you, and it's a yes-no question. Do you think that we can pay all four of our defensive linemen top money when their contracts are renewed? No. Okay. So I know that. You know that. Next year, do you think it's a good plan to go with just Jeff Howe and and rely that he is successful? With Sam Howe? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Do you think do you think that's a good plan? I think uh if with if no he, backup. I I'm I'm saying this, okay. No, they they gonna have backups. They gotta have backups. Well I'm saying, you know, with no backup plan. Other well, than I, I see I don't I don't I don't buy what they've been selling so far. I don't buy that uh yeah, we uh, I think that based off of his overly concern about what other people can know and find out from him saying stuff. I truly believe that this just going with Sam Howell and this that is a smokescreen. I still think they're trying to get somebody else. And uh, I think Eric Bieniemy came in this building after all those things were stated. And I truly believe that if Eric feels Sam can work his offense, yes, he'll go with it. But if he don't, they're going to want somebody else. Okay, so here's my thought. Instead of sitting around and waiting until we get nothing for any of these defensive linemen, what if we trade? I'd rather keep Payne, um, and because you can find an edge rusher every single year in the draft. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. Um, if if we keep Payne and we and uh, and trade one of the other guys for a first round draft choice next year, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you got Caleb Williams coming into the draft, and. The best case scenario is how it works out, and he's super, and the enemy turns him into a superstar. That would be perfect. Then we have two first round draft choices. Yeah, you know, but see the thing creative. about it, though. Thing about it, Mike, you you you're sitting up here assuming that somebody's going to want to give you a first rounder for somebody. See, when you're when you're when you're operating from a point of weakness, they're not going to give you what you want. So you don't think you don't think they can get a first round uh, draft pick for Young for next? Not year? right now. 
Not not right now. That he he had a, he had his surgery last year and he did not play most of the year. No, I don't think he can get it right now. Okay, here was my other part of that talking about planning. Do you think it's more important to be lined up for next year and a shot at a, at a somebody who I the only person I've seen in college that reminds me of uh, the kid out in Kansas City? Do you think it's more important to have a third string wide receiver who's good? I love Samuel. Do you think there's that much of a drop off if, at, to Kwame Brown, uh, Kwame Brown? But the thing, uh, you, you, but you, I'm saying you you have to you have to understand if they don't have people that want those guys that they have, it's going to be a problem. You well, know? I understand that, but at least you're trying to put a game plan together. But, but I, I for... think I think it's easy to look at it from the outside and say get rid of one receiver, bring in another receiver. It takes more than that just to plan for it. I, I don't think they have the right people in place to plan stuff right now because I think you can't have a coach and a GM in the same person. Because one oh, person is caring about the future. Over and over. One is caring about the future and one is caring about right now. And if yeah, it's one I, person doing it, they're going to screw it up. I just think we, we have never really looked at the draft capital that we can attain. You know, we we all we've done has been, you know, middle of the road for 20 years. You know, you have to do something to shake things up. And I think it, it has to do with, again, draft capital. I hope Powell works out for next year. But I hope they have a backup plan that if it doesn't, they have enough draft capital to move up and try to snag Williams. But see, the thing about it is, what if the person that has the first spot needs a quarterback? They'll never get up to Williams, point blank. I think that's the whole thing about it. So you can plan, but sometimes plans don't work out as well. Uh, We got Rod in Landover, Tim in Woodbridge, also Jared in Fairfax. We're going to take a break here and we get back. I'm coming straight to you all in that order. Rod, Tim, Jared. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Open line Friday and also ask B. Mitchell anything coming up at 1 o'clock.